0: Wager Rager. I'm your host, Rager Dutch, and I am back in action with the bad boys of golf. Hobie Wager and Voss Train back on the pod. Boys, what's happening? Good to be uh, back. It's exciting. Very exciting to be back. Well, we're glad to have you back. Hobie, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Um, yeah, it's been a while since the trio has has been on the pod together. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things have uh, you know happened over the past over a month, I think. So I think the last time the three of us were together was before the Masters. Yes. So that, that happened. Yeah. Most importantly, the week before the Masters, Birdie finally got off the Schneid at the Valero. <laughs> I was very, very disappointed, but not surprised that most Strange said he wouldn't be able to make the pod the week before the Masters. Following that, <laughs> but, so <laughs> yes, Physically my timed. my gloating is it's it's not up to par. I was I was ready to go, but it's it's subsided because you know he didn't win the Masters. But very excited well, to get back at
2: it. In fairness, though, D-Nice, our fearless leader, also said no pod after the Masters when our favorite son, Hideki Matsuyama. That was going to give you that was Wild. That was a lost moment for us. I mean, after all of the conversations we've had about him, the fact that he came through at the Masters of all tournaments, gets off a three-year hiatus at Mm -hmm. the most important tournament of the year. Pretty wild. And the blatant disrespect he got going into round four. We all all hit it. just minus like a minus 115 like 120 on a guy with a four-stroke lead with his quality was insane so thank you to the bookmakers for that one
1: yeah sorry my favorite part of that was I actually got my I got the J and J one dose COVID shot on Saturday of the masters. <laughs> so by, by the time uh, live from the masters with Brandel started, um, I was shaking uncontrollably and you know, sweating bullets. <laughs> and wake up, you know, the next morning, just stayed in bed, watched the whole thing. And obviously we hammered Hideki because as Vostrain said, blatant disrespect. Mm-hmm. But in our chat, I do remember <laughs> Vostrain also cheering for Zalatoris, who I did not have. And I was like, Post trade, shut the. Oh, this is a decky. We are on a decky today. Like Zalatoris cans one to like get like one shot back. Like, no,
2: and then, he and then he well,
1: airmailed. And the one on fifteen. I'm like, oh my god, it's oh, happening. that was a,
2: that was a horrible decision. I have no idea what he was thinking there with that lead. I mean, just literally lay up, I par the whole the only way you lose that tournament is if you you do what he did, which is just sail it and then bogey. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully Zander. Xander. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> the second time he's done that to benefit us. Cause if you recall, he did that when what tournament was that where he also found water. Oh, with Kepka, Kepka's win. Remember Xander was one back going into 17 and it was like a drivable. It's like it's at you know, it's at the uh, TPC Scott sale. It's that drivable. I Maybe mean, he was 17 or 16, but anyway, Xander found water, and we were bailed out at that point. Always getting saved by a little water. <laughs> oh, this yeah. year?
1: Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the yeah, Rangers. Yeah. That broke no, oh, no, yeah. no. This, oh, this absolutely. year, we'll
2: at, we were on Kepka, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: That was before the Super he, Bowl? Was, yeah, right, Right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Super Bowl yeah. Sunday. That was very that, nice of him to do that.
1: That was when Xander and Spieth were tied for the lead, and then, like, I think Spieth shot, like, one under, but Xander shot. Didn't he shoot, like, two over on Sunday when everyone went low? Like, that was...
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. it was neat Like... Kepka had no business when he had the waste yeah. management. Yeah, he had no business winning that tournament. He was like, I think like four or five back. And, it was, you know, there was just really no realistic path. And then, yeah, all the leaders just kept coming back. And then he had at, at 17, I, was it 17, right? Anyway, he had that, yeah. um, that chip the, in for Eagle.
1: The drivable par four, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he chipped in for Eagle and then X found water on his drive. And it was like, okay, we're good. X is not going to give it to you in that
0: situation. No, rest in peace, rest in peace, King. Oh man. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of resting in peace, the Wells Fargo is resting in peace. Wasn't a great tournament for us, but anything we want to talk about any, any takeaways from that one?
1: Uh, just that um, I almost wanted to kill myself because I saw <laughs> I saw Abraham answer what was plus eight thousand when he was on like the 13th hole. He's a handsome man. And man. I was like, mm, maybe I should hit this. <laughs> no, this is that's stupid. It's a waste of money. And then he like, you know, got the clubhouse lead. And then Rory on 18. I'm like, oh, my God, Rory, if you don't miss if you don't win this tournament, I will really hate you forever. But he did. So that was nice.
2: Yeah. yeah, good for Rory. I'm happy. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Rory's pretty universally liked. I certainly <laughs> like him as a player. I will say that the hot takes of like Rory's back uh, it was not so fast. I mean, yeah. he yeah. gained he gained uh, six point eight strokes putting. So oh, <laughs> Rory's Rory's not an elite putter. He's a perfectly fine putter. You know, slightly above average, but like that's easily the weakest part of his game. Mm-hmm. The approach was good which is nice to see off the tee was okay. But I mean, he won the tournament because his putting was outstanding, especially on Sunday. He, he had a like 24 footer for birdie, a 16 footer for birdie. I mean, those are the type of putts that generally go against Rory and you know this sort of uh, narrative he has of not closing on Sunday. So, I mean, I'm happy for him, but I actually don't think he played all that well for someone who won. I mean, obviously to win a golf tournament, you need to play incredibly well, but it was not like an elite Rory performance by any means.
0: No. Yeah, and the yeah. course certainly fought everyone. I mean, Quail Hollow really put everyone in a little pickle over there.
1: Yeah, yeah it, was awesome. it was a great tournament. Yeah, and I, I just remember seeing anytime, you know, Rory's going towards the top of the leaderboard, you know, Twitter goes nuts with his clips of his drives, and they're like, oh, how does he not win more? This is crazy. Like, look at this 300. 400. It's like, yeah, like, because he doesn't putt that well all the time. That's why he doesn't win. Like, mm-hmm. But he yep. putted insanely well this week, and he won. So if he can keep that up, it's tough to beat.
2: You gain 6.8 <laughs> strokes every tournament, he's going to win a lot of tournaments. Yeah. 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 I guess
0: I, I think he actually owes us a little bit of a thanks because at the end of the pod last week, D-Nice and me were talking about how, you know, Rory, his odds were a little bit off, and we didn't have any picks for him that week because of his traditional – or his history there, at the course where he was – wasn't he like the defending champ when he was like in 2016 or something like that? He, he shot the, the course low record. He's and we were like, no oh way he's going right? to win. Yeah. Yeah. He won. So we
2: gave him a little three, unofficial. Three times, bump, times, right? Maybe. maybe three times. Yeah. Three times. Three yeah, times, yeah. Um, we needed the yeah, full golf you know. crew on that one for that uh, analysis. We had <laughs> given the uh, way to help his momentum going in. He owes you at least a cut of that check. Yeah, we'll take uh, a, a quarter bigger. of a quarter of it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> right. So
0: before we move on to this week's tournament, it's been long enough. We got to go back to the well. We got to talk some read watch. Hobie, you want to lead it off?
1: Yes, let's do, it. Let's do um, it. You would think a lot of movement would happen, but not really. Some little tidbits, though. Obviously, we're in since the Masters, you know, we're in a bunch of tournaments where not all the top guys play. Right. That will change next week, not this mm-hmm. week, obviously. But DJ still number one, back flipping off you know his boats with Paulina. I don't know if you saw that clip. I saw the Mother's Day what post. What a lunatic! <laughs> Bryson number two. I I have to say this little hiatus we 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 took coming back watching Bryson this week. I I never liked him that much, but I really don't like him. <laughs> He's rubbing you in the room. again. Yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> unless we're betting on him, then I love him. But there you yeah, go. Bryson, number two, JT three, more cow four, Xander, the X-Men number five. And this is where it gets like hairy. Brooks is number six. He's playing this week, apparently, mm-hmm. but he just had surgery again. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't. He hasn't looked very good recently. You know, he's got a sizable lead over Reed, who's at seventh. He's 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 beating it by almost fourteen hundred points. So that's a good that's a good lead. But. Brooks, if he doesn't keep playing and Reed starts playing more, you know it could get hairy. Finau is eighth, Webb is ninth, Berger ten, Spieth eleven, and Billy Ho is twelve. Now there was a little movement last week. Gary Woodland shot up four spots to eighteen. I don't think he's. I like we like Gary, but I don't. I don't think he's gonna contend to make the team. But as we were talking about, right there though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we like him, but I just don't think he's consistent enough. But, you know, a guy we've been on for a while, two guys actually, are key. And that's the guys at 15 and 16. It's Scheffler and Homa. Mm-hmm. We need Scotty to put on the big boy pants and start winning yep. some money. He yep. needs to start Agreed. winning some money. Absolutely. And same with, I mean, Max has been work. He's actually won, and he's been. He's doing some work. Wasn't great, I don't think, last week, was he? But, um, I mean, he's been, he's been playing better. More than not. And then Cantley, another one at 13th. Um, god, just weird vibes from him recently. Mm-hmm. Just I don't I just don't know, what I don't know what I'm gonna get with him anymore. He, he usually was Mr. Consistent, but I don't know. And then Harris English at 14th. So that's like the top, the top 16 guys. So it's it's gonna be interesting, you know. Zalatoris, he's down at 20. He dropped a little bit. Wolf is 21, just dead in the water. Um, this is
0: a dumb question, but yeah, can Zalatoris? He can be picked for this team, right? So, yeah,
1: yes, he is not in the FedEx Cup,
2: correct? But he's, he's so in dumb. the
1: right. It's it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's,
2: it's a kind of Zalatoris, <laughs> an exciting young player who is like competing at like big boy tournaments, you know, <laughs> was right there. At the Masters, like isn't allowed to compete in the FedEx. It's like, good job, golf. Way to promote your young stars. Great work as always.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because his stats are are pretty impressive, especially for his
2: first year on tour.
1: And I heard I heard the explanation for that, and I don't remember it because it was like it was right after the Masters, like a month ago after he he
2: It's because he doesn't have his tour card, I think. Mm -hmm. Like he actually doesn't have his tour card.
1: And that's because of COVID, like because of the Uh, shortened season or
2: he didn't have a no, because he didn't, yet. he didn't qualify last year. He he's like a stud though this year. I don't know. It seems dumb. I feel like But he like he top didn't he yet.
1: didn't qualify because like they the schedule got canceled. Isn't that like kind of why? No, I don't
2: think he I attempted don't, don't to qualify
0: yet. He had a sponsor exemption that got him onto the tour and he kept on winning. He placed high enough that he could yeah. continue to go and then okay. kept on playing. And there's a bunch of invitationals too where like he fit enough of the criteria. So okay. he's just earned so much now that I think he's basically a tour player but can't do the FedEx Cup, yeah, which is so like, dumb.
2: He's, he's like essentially at this point, I mean, what a conservative, what would you guys say? Top 25 player on tour? Yeah. I mean, well, I like I, it. he's up there for sure. Yeah. Uh, he's phenomenal. I actually, one sec, let me see where I actually even have him ranked based on my just and while like you're doing that, assumptions. 27. I have him.
0: 27. Okay. That makes sense. He's tied for third in top tens this year on tour, which is yeah. awesome. He's number 13 in scoring average. And he's, uh, you know, 26 in greens and regulations and strokes gained T to green. He's 10th. So, I mean, he's making moves. He's doing some shit. It's, it's yeah. a shame. He's getting boned by the PGA right now. He really is.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what they say. No one hates golf more than the people who run the PGA.
2: <laughs> we need to, though, have a frank conversation about Reed Watch, which is that we need one of the sort of randoms like a Homa a Horschel or a Scheffler or you know any of those guys who just aren't big names mm-hmm. to sneak either into the top six to get the automatic or need to be ahead of Reed like there's no way right that Reed isn't getting picked if he's in the top 10 because we don't yeah. have Tiger if we had Tiger you could kind of see a situation where if you were you know 10th in points like yeah. I think you know the, the top six are locks obviously I, I think you know despite me not loving the guy i think speed is a lock at this point mm-hmm. form is awesome and he's got the history mm-hmm. like there's no way he's not a captain's pick right and then it's like okay yeah, you yeah. got p now you could take over Reed's web you could take over Reed. maybe burger you could take over Reed. i would but i could you know the coaches for these things are God, i absolutely are, are, are dumb would. yeah mm-hmm. yeah but then it's like you got me two more guys can't lace form stinks right now i would mm-hmm. still take him over Reed, but his form is awful and then it's like you have that one more and that other slot. I always was hoping it was going to be Tiger, but that, it seems very doubtful that he's I involved so. at this point. Yeah. So yeah. then you need like a guy like Scheffler or Homa. They're not getting picked over him unless they just go on a run and you can either get to that top six or at least get above Reed. So we're in danger, boys. We need to, we need some points. <laughs> we need yeah. some points from our guys.
1: I mean, yeah. The key is. I mean, it seems like the key is Scheffler. Scheffler. Yes. Homa. I mean, if Harris English can find form again, I mean he's he's up there. Like he can, if he gets a win, and I don't know, but it's just Reed. Like everyone keeps thinking about 2016 with Reed, he sucked. Five points per.
0: He sucked last Ryder
1: Cup. (laughs) So I don't know.
0: Well, I don't like. I think Scheffler. Talking about (laughs) Scheffler is a good little transition into the the world of Texas golf and the AT and T Byron Nelson that we're talking about this weekend. Awkward name for a tournament to say, at least in my opinion. I, I'm sure Byron Nelson thinks it sounds great. This is one of two tournaments named after an actual golfer on the PGA Tour. The other one's the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So, pretty prestigious to have your name on a tournament. Back in the day, Byron Nelson won the original one, which was in 1944. At the time, the purse was $10,000 and he took home a whopping $2K. I mean, he mm. got a little bit more than a stimmy check. So, that's good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, how many, yeah. de- many dependents did he have? <laughs> Who knows back then? Probably none. Did
1: yeah. uh, put it in
0: Doji coin. <laughs> yeah, please, th- it'll be skyrocketing this week. Fun fact here for the Speeth fans. In 2010, Speeth at the age of 16, was the youngest player to play in this tournament. He got a sponsor exemption. That was actually the first sponsor exemption since 1995. He made the cut. He was the sixth youngest to do that. And he finished 16th, so... Jordan Speed's got some history at this course since he was 16 years old. Makes sense. He's a Texas golfer. It's a Texas golf course.
1: Did you see that video I tagged you guys on on Twitter? Did you Which see one? the cat? Oh, I didn't see it yet. when he no. was 16. No, the, the the khakis he's sporting. Were I'm like, sure they're fantastic. Straight out of when we were in high school. Oh yeah, well we <laughs> were baggy, <laughs> wrinkly, like falling off the hips. Like it was, it was a scene. before Under Armour got their hooks in them.
0: I also just said that we were in high school in 2010 and then looked down and got depressed because I realized we were out of college in 2010. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, we are old. (laughs) All right, so this tournament's bounced around to like a million different courses over its history. It hasn't had like a solid home for a long, long time. I think at one point there was a 10-year stretch at one course, but it has always been in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. The defending champion if you can call it a defending champion, because we are going to a new course this year, is Kang Sung Hoon. And that was his first PGA win in 159 starts. The prior course was Trinity Forest Golf Club. Shithole. We're we're leaving. No (laughs) mas. We're going to TPC Craig Ranch. Seems like an odd name to me. I, I talked to you guys about that before. Strange name for a golf course. But hey, TPCs, they can do whatever the fuck they want. This course was opened in 2004, Right outside of McKinney, Texas. Anybody familiar with McKinney, Texas? I'm not. Certainly not. Can't yeah. say. Yeah. Me neither. I was wondering if it was in like Varsity Blues or one of the other Texas movies. I we mean, one Corona. comment about
2: Texas is it is a, the credit drive through it for work one time. It is the worst state to drive in. Part. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Literally Why is nothing. that? Just, it's just flat. It's flat and nothing. There's just like, you're just literally oh. just driving and there's nothing to look at for hours. <laughs> and places will look on a map like they're very close. And then you get in a car and it's like a three and a half hour drive. And there's <laughs> nothing to look at while you're doing it. It's miserable.
0: Sounds kind of like Ohio. I don't know if you've ever taken a ride through Ohio, but the drive from Cincinnati to Cleveland is one of, again, one of the most boring drives I've ever done in my life. It sounds, sounds a lot like driving. It's not Texas. as barren, but it's almost like they just copied and pasted the landscape and just put it every like mile. <laughs> 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 it's so ridiculous. <laughs> so that being said, now that we've trashed Texas driving a little bit, TPC Craig Ranch was opened in 2004. I think we said that it was designed by Tom Weiskopf and D.A. Weebring. D.A. Webring was the tour player at the time. As TPCs go, there's always an architect and a tour player consultant. And that's part of the gig. I haven't heard of we Ring ever, so he must have been fantastic. The course is 7,400 yards, roughly, and it's a par 72. So it's a pretty big course. We were kind of talking about this. It's a big course, but it doesn't have huge holes. We have four par fives. We like that, scoring opportunities. And there's four par threes, as well as 10 par fours. So this is about as traditional as a golf course gets. I mean, the good part here is that the fours and fives are actually the more scorable holes here. The fours are a little bit shorter, some of them. So there's some birdie opportunities for sure on those. And the par fives are really not like huge tour par fives. Very scorable eagle opportunities on a couple of them. The meat of this course comes on the par threes. 200-yard plus par threes. We talked about this a little bit, Vostrain. We love seeing these guys go after a long par three. Different angles of attack. Interesting interesting, uh, tactics there. All right, another defining feature of this course, before we get into my favorite section, which you guys are, I'm sure, just pumped for, Rawlett Creek. It's a creek that runs through this entire course. It goes through the entire property and it touches 14 of 18 holes. It's in play on 14 holes. So keep the balls dry.
2: That's All right. I like that. I like that. I like having water involved. Adds a little bit of variance. Yeah.
0: Because you see guys having to back off the ball, off the tee a little bit, place it, set up for their second shots. Maybe a couple layups that we wouldn't normally see with these guys being able to drive monster distances these days. So, brings, I think, in,
1: brings in a nice back nine, you know, late, mm-hmm. win all the money back bet, you know, it's someone who's like plus 1,000 with four holes to go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I like that.
0: It's getting me excited already. I like that. All right. We're talking about the back nine. Let's talk a little bit about the grass and then we'll get on to the actual, you know, the action. This course has some interesting grass. We're going to talk about the tees first. The tees are Bermuda grass, pretty standard, nice little lush Bermuda grass, tees and Bermuda grass rough. The rough is going to measure up to about two and a half inches. So we're far from us open rough here, but it'll still be a little bit of a pain in the ass. The fairways, boys, these are my personal favorite grass. We have Zoysa matrella. In my opinion, Zoysia, it's the luxurious king of the creeping grasses. Ooh, it nice. It is a creeping grass, which I thought was funny. <laughs> um, if you want your lawn to be the envy of every dad in Yardville, guys, this is what I get. <laughs> it looks like a carpet. It's green, it's plush. It takes well to a short mow. Doesn't need that much water, which is good for Texas because it's pretty dry. And it like it feels like a spongy like mattress that you're walking on. It's really really pleasant. So I'm excited to see our Zoiza this week. Our greens, traditional Texas bent grass greens, which should be kind of good for some of the guys that we have on our card. That might not be the best putters, or may have had some trouble putting in the po or some of the East Coast courses this past uh, stretch. They will be rolling at 11.5 on the stimp, pretty standard for the tour. And the average green complex size is like around 6,700 yards or feet, sorry, yards. That'd be a lot. It's That'd a be big tough. green complex. So what I'm saying there is we have the ability for big drives, if we have accurate drives or not, there's still really big green complexes to play into. And if you can work the ball a little bit on the uh, dance floor, you'll be in good position. That being said, I think it's time to actually talk about the tournament now, right? little quick notes before the actually the only quick note that i'll get before dj pulled out on monday right so we're done there everybody else it's up to you guys
2: right on yeah dj has been doing that a lot lately i don't know why he signs up for these tournaments and then on monday is like oh shit i (laughs) I have to play golf this week i like i I don't i (laughs) get like the guys what he could be
1: doing the weekend that would make him not (laughs) I,
2: (laughs) I, i like I get why, like, how that happens. Um, you know, for like guys who win the week before, and they're like, "F this!" Like, I'm celebrating, like, whatever. But like, he he wasn't playing last week. How did he only withdraw? <laughs> he definitely like, forgot on I mean, Monday. Oh he was he was backflipping <laughs> off his boat. <laughs> yeah, I think he got like a text notification from like his agent being like, "Hey, I'll see you at uh, I'll see you in Texas this week," and he's like, "Oh shit, no way! <laughs> I'm still on this boat." Not going to Texas. (laughs) I saw uh, an Instagram photo the other day of
0: Paulina's outfit on Mother's Day. And I'm pretty sure that's why he stayed in on Monday. There you
2: go. Okay, so uh, the tournament. So, uh, you know, as usual, uh, because of how well he has played this year, last week notwithstanding, we'll talk about that, Sean Rahm was plus 900. He's still plus 850 at Mm -hmm. some places, plus 800. All good in my mind. I have him actually priced now at like plus 641 true odds. He is just the class of the field. And like, look, last week was... Very, very not good. He was bad at everything. He lost strokes putting. He lost 2.8 strokes around the green, which is actually pretty impressive to do. It's hard even to have that many opportunities to lose strokes around the green, (laughs) So pretty bad and gained nothing on approach. So it was like atypical John Rahm who has been, you know, despite the equipment change, like a wizard with his irons. Yeah, You know, he's gained six strokes at the Genesis, of five and a half strokes at the players, six strokes at the waste management is all with the irons. So they've been great. His putter has not been great. No. And, you know, that's something like we're a Hideki Matsuyama podcast. So it's no surprise to anyone that like, you know, that's okay in my mind because putting is a high variance thing. Um, Especially on bent grass this week. There you go. Exactly. So I mean, look, it's not great. I'd, I'd rather he be putting it really well at the Love. moment, but that's something that can just happen, right? Irons take a longer time to come back. I mean, you look at like Jordan Spieth's metamorphosis from not being able to hit an iron for two and a half years to now, I mean, <laughs> it takes a long time to get them back once they're gone. Putting week to week can be just super volatile. And, and so we're just looking for a little bit more of a positive variance week. And then it's it's a good price. I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a great price for a top of the guy at the board. You don't oftentimes get that amount of expected value with a guy sub plus plus. One thousand, but you know the field overall, like, is it that strong this week? There's a couple big names, but but for the most part, you're not looking. I mean, there's no JT, no Rory, mm-hmm. no DJ, no Xander, no Cantley. I mean, there's a lot of guys missing from this field, and so he's kind of just the class of it. And and I think this course will work well for him because you need to be long, but not that long. I think he'll be able to play that second shot in on the par fives rather easily. Yeah. And, and, and put himself in a lot of equal opportunities.
0: He's number five in greens and regs. So that's a good thing for this course, for sure. That's a great indicator. Yeah. Also, time. just to show that variance week to week a little bit. In scrambling last week, he were, two weeks ago, he was 70th in the tour. After last week's performance, he went down to 127. So, My goodness. I mean, but that can swing <laughs> back up, just like you were saying. That yeah, yeah, swing up so sure. Quick
2: not great cuz we were on him last week so that is not great to hear. I was looking at his numbers for Wells Fargo and it was it was bad. It was a tough time for John Roman. It was actually the first yeah tournament since oh man, I'm going to keep going back. September 29th, 2019 in which he lost strokes overall on the field.
0: It also ended his stre- his streak of uh making the cut too.
2: He had the longest streak in golf and he he lost it last week oh man, he had it too. He bogeyed 17. He was on the number and then he yeah. bogeyed 17 and then he tried to, I actually appreciate this. He had like a 50 footer on 18. Mm-hmm. He was like, well, I got to make it to <laughs> make the you. cut. So he he went for it and <laughs> like ended up like, you know, 10 feet beyond the hole. But like, I appreciate that, you know, no, he didn't he didn't try to, you know, lag it or anything Mm and he's like, well, I gotta gotta make this, so I better make it. So I appreciated the effort. But then he bogeyed 18 as well. Well hopefully he comes Um, on a
0: revenge tour this week.
2: That's the hope. So that that's our boy, John Rom. Secondly, just fresh off the press as we were talking, Mm -hmm. uh Daniel Berger is uh plus 1957 at Bookmaker. We all just got on him. I have him priced I told you guys like 15 something. I actually just updated everything it's plus 1482 so a lot of value on burger he is the you know third best player in the field and that's what his odds reflect but again because like the sort of middle of the pack here is particularly weak i mean like you know siwoo kim is like the 10th rated player in this field um love siwoo kim he's fun but like Mm -hmm. that kind of gives you an idea of the quality yeah uh and so burger should be a great fit for for this course i mean he, he kind of has been doing you know, everything pretty well, he's, he's won this year. I think, I think he's going to fare well here and he's won in, in tournaments where you need to score. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, we were kind of talking about it before. I think this tournament is going to uh, be a laugher. I I think these guys are going into deep into the twenties. The winner will be deep into the twenties. So um, you gotta be able to score. And and he's the type of guy who can, who can put up some, some pretty nice scores, uh, you know, low, low scores here. So I, I think he's a good fit for the course overall.
0: I like that. I like to see him battle it out with Spieth here, too. Classmates, let's get some little rivalry
2: going. That would be fun. There needs to be more rivalry in golf in I agree. I,
0: I mean, that's why I like, that's one of the reasons why I like Bryson, because he's a villain to the point where you can have a rivalry against him. Yes. And Patrick Reed.
2: Yes. But Reed's the worst. Like, Bryson's just not like, yeah. role like, Reed's a cheater. So I'm with you. Reed, I agree with Reed's that. Reed's good. Yeah, Reed's like, good Reed's golf. the kind of guy you don't really want to play
0: golf with. Yeah. Bryson's the kind of guy you want to beat in a match. Yeah, I agree.
2: No, but it's good. I'm with just you. Just to see him go postal. Yeah, exactly. You do need Reed, though. I mean, I do think it's fun to have someone to just really hate. Like Bryson, you know, I he's annoying. He's just an annoying mm-hmm. human. He feels like the type of guy who would just be annoying to be around. But like at the end of the day, he's not doing anything like nefarious on the course and he's doing fun stuff like going for the green on, on a par five, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then he uh, just
0: uh, ruins it by bringing a protractor out on the green. You're like, dude,
2: you were cool for like I know 15 and seconds. And then you have to go we're and do doing
1: TikTok videos.
2: Oh, shouting aren't out, shouting <laughs> out DraftKings as he wins a golf <laughs> tournament. I just want to thank the sponsors for believing in me. Uh, <laughs> you're the worst, such a tool. Um, but, but anyway, uh, yeah, Burger's great. Look, last tournament he played was, um, RBC gained six strokes on approach. Love to see that he's gained, you know, all, but, uh, the waste management this year with the irons, he's been gaining off the tee very consistently and the putter. I mean, he's like, a, he's actually a good putter like an mm-hmm. actual good putter, which is rare for, for me to actually bet on, but uh, he is, <laughs> he actually is good with the flat stick. So I, I just, I think that price is just off. So I think we got great value on him there. I like it. I like it a lot. And then I won't go, you know, too deep into the but you know, Scotty, look, uh, he's honestly kind of like a mini burger, like in a lot of ways, uh, kind of doing the same sort of stuff. He hasn't, um, he hasn't really put it all together, but he's, he's been there. I mean, he's kind of been there though, you know, in a few tournaments this year, I think at the waste management, he was, he was pretty close. Um, I'm going to pull up as I say that, yeah, um, he was. but yeah, he was, yeah, he was like right there. Um, he kind of crashed. Very on Sunday, point. I
0: think.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's
0: increasing so we, in a lot of important stat categories had, though.
1: Yeah. We had like five horses in that tournament <laughs> last day. Like, if we didn't win that, I would have been so angry.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I look, uh, 2,200, think it's a really good price. So we're on them there. And then just a couple sort of longer... Odds guys. Uh, Doug Gim got him at 90 to 1. I see him trading now at like closer to 70 to 1. He's not really a play for me there, but he's popped a few times. And I think, you know, he could could fare well at the course. And then uh, Johnny Vegas, who will absolutely not win this tournament, but is (laughs) a fun guy to bet on in slow scoring tournaments because the dude is a birdie maker. Like he's going to double a few holes and that's why he won't win. But if you, I mean, I haven't priced it closer to plus, you know, 10,000, 100 to 1. I mean, he said 125 25 to one or it was it's shop so i think he's value there and the guy can go low i mean he's uh he's always a first round leader threat because the guy yep. can the guy can score
1: absolutely i had doug gimmick plus 30,000 at the tpc i'll never i remember him. that he was I'll almost there for him. you he
0: literally good. shit his pants and then like basically admitted to it <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta
0: hey you gotta give all. the guy credit for that though i mean <laughs> like
1: yep i melted down sorry Uh, I got sucked into thinking it was possible. (laughs) It's Not yet,
0: (laughs) but maybe this week, this is a, this This is a, this week
1: week is much different. It's not the players. (laughs) He could definitely win it. When I was
0: looking up stats for Doug Gim, I I came across top 10 finishes first and he's dead last. So I was like, Oh, okay. But then I moved on to another guy that we kind of threw a long shot on that I'm sure you might mention next. And he doesn't have any top tens. So it's okay. Doug Gim's got a shot.
2: Doug Gim definitely has a shot. Yeah. I mean, we have a I have a really long shot on the call, which is, or on the card, which is uh I actually don't even know. Uh, I think it's Bo Hog, is that how yeah. you pronounce his name? Uh, yeah, sure. At sounds so. good. Yeah. I actually am not even sure. The dude's horrible. I mean, you know, <laughs> relatively speaking, he's not good. But 350 to one is absurd for him, given he's like been okay this year he's mm-hmm. been playing better he's had a couple tournaments where he has been able to be decent on approach it's really just a number that's too long i mean i have him at like plus plus twenty-seven thousand is fair value so like this guy is not winning it but like look you throw five bucks on that you win you feel like a hero
0: so yeah well that's he's the up card. too he's at plus four i think he's like 400 to one at like bovada and a couple other places so
2: Always a good sign when the line's moving against you. It's a good bet <laughs> <dad> by
0: me. <laughs> hey, I actually kind of, I don't mind it because that just, I don't think they look into people that low on the board sometimes. No, I, no. I yeah, think they just, just let tricks. it go like
2: randomly. Oh, yeah. I mean, even sharp people may look at that and be like, uh, yeah, he's still like plus 27,000 to win. Even with like a fair value, like I'm not going to waste any money.
1: <laughs> I literally think like the bookmakers get that low and they're like, you know what? There's Go no chance it. this person's going to win. It's not worth my effort to change the decimals in the computer.
2: I dare like, you to take it. Is what they say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, then a Jim Herman plus 50,000 yeah. happens. you know? yes, yeah, like know. It's, It can happen. Jimmy Herman um,
1: can. I hope they anyway, don't, that's, they don't
2: change it. that's the model card. I'm interested to see where, where Hobie's
0: at. I love the model picks. And before mm-hmm. we get into Hobie's card, I, I did a quick look at some of the top 10s and top 20s for some of the model picks. You tell me if there's value in any of these GIM plus 188 for top 20 and or plus plus 240 top 20 at Fandle. Well, I like that a lot. Yeah, Uh, we have Vegas top 20 at plus 320 at Fandle and we have Bo Hogg at plus 650 top 20. That's probably more of a long shot, obviously. Um, Yeah, Uh, I kind of like them all actually. Yeah. And then, I mean, you go top 10, you get obviously even tighter rods. Gim, you get at plus 550. Vegas, you get at plus 800. And Hogue, you get at plus 1000. So, some interesting options there. If you don't want to take the full outright, play a little top 20 yeah. game
2: with us and maybe make some yeah. money. Well, we should talk offline about those. Maybe mm-hmm. put it out. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: All right. Hogie, yeah. let's talk about your card now. I know you said you had a couple little.
1: Yeah. Speaking of the top 20s, I've said before, I I don't like top 10s, but Mm -hmm. um, just because of, you know, they cut it in half. If Your guy can be tied for fourth and you don't get a payout. (laughs) If there's if there's six guys or seven guys tied at fourth, like, you know, you don't get paid out. But um, I'm going to start with the top 20. Okay. the guy he has been playing well recently, as well as he was, I feel like at the end of last year. But he's my man. He's (laughs) he's Camden's own Harry Higgs. Top 20. Top 20, plus 600. I feel like that's high, okay. but that's that's my number one play. Top 20, Harry Higgs, plus 600.
0: Hometown hero. Loves uh, a good cheesesteak and the birds. I yes love sir. that.
1: And I actually, I really love the model picks this week, so I am going, I'm kind of veering off. I did have one outright. I'm going to take Matthew Fitzpatrick. I know he can't bomb the ball, but I feel like the fact that, I mean, obviously, shorter par fives, there's an advantage for the long hitters obviously but it also brings the shorter hitters into play as well so i'm just hoping he can score on the par fives and uh, the shorter par fours he has a pretty solid short game so that's what i'm riding on there i think he was at plus 2100 okay and after that plus 2100
0: going... on draft kings right
1: yes awesome and then i'm gonna go a little against the grain here no, okay. pun inten- no pun intended.
0: <laughs> Not much grain on bent grass. So. The
1: winter, the winter, the winner to be decided by a playoff plus 400. Okay. I feel like if they, you know, if they just rip this place apart, uh-huh. two guys could do that. Maybe three, maybe yeah. four. It's all playoff. So if
0: everyone's going low plus and everyone's 400. scoring,
1: I'm with you. I like it. So that is McCard. Okay. And then, and then of course, Jordan Beef plus 1100.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to ask you because just, I, just,
1: just always, just always assume that's on the card. It's not. <laughs> it's not worth taking up airtime to speak about it. Well, I can tell you this. I, Although next a, week I will be talking about it because I got him at the PGA for a tasty number. Oh, okay. I think I think even Boast Train will be proud of me on this one. Nice,
0: nice. <laughs> well, I was going to talk about a couple of my little likes too, and Mr. Speed himself is definitely a like for me. You know me, I like taking Homer bets and he's Mm -hmm. a Texas boy. We have Scheffler, Spieth. These guys are Texas guys. Another guy's name I've been seeing a decent amount. And I I think I saw it. Fantasy labs. Uh, A guy wrote an article about it. It was a nice little article because there's not much information about this tournament out there. And he was talking a lot about Ryan Palmer. I started looking into some of his stats. Apparently Palmer has like played this course a bunch. I I don't know if he's like a member there or if it's close to home, but he's played there a bunch. Over a dozen times, apparently. And I was looking at his stats and, like, everything's going up right now. You know, he's number 40 in FedEx points, and he's, but he's top, you know, top 20 for top 10s. His driving accuracy and distance have both gone up. His greens and regulation, his strokes gained from tee to green, total, and putting have all gone up. And his scramble percentage has gone up. So I don't know if this guy is just taking a flyer on him. But he made a good case for him. The stats kind of backed it up. And he's a plus thirty four hundred. So I'm looking at Palmer. I, I like playing with Brooks. So Brooks is back. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little small flyer on him.
1: Ryan Palmer, good friend of John Robb.
0: Oh, there you go. Friend maybe they'll Rob. have a little duking it out in the book at the top, going low. Maybe those two will be in the playoff together at the end, and we'll both I would be happy. Like that that would be
1: sick. <laughs> and then we
0: talked about this guy a lot, but Willie Z. I'm gonna take a flyer on him. I know maybe his odds are probably pretty low for you know for where he is twenty six hundred. For Will Z, who we said is not actually an official tour player yet. But another hometown guy lives very close to the course. And as we can see, he can ball. So I'm going to watch him spin it. I might put a little bit on him as well.
1: Nice. Yeah, Willie Z, I don't. that is a low number. I mean, yeah. He's, I mean, he's hot. He, he didn't make a cut last week, but he no. did well. I think that's being reflected in the numbers. I'm going, to, I'm going to take
0: last week out of the mix for my handicapping this week. I didn't know the You can't because that's not what handicapping is, but that course (laughs) tore everyone up. So I feel like for me, that was an equalizer and I'm just going to put that one as a, what do they call it? Like, you you know, when you're handicapped, when you have like an outlier round, when it's like pouring rain or some shit like that, I'm going to mark it like that for mine.
1: Yeah. It's the, it's the round. It's called the round you don't post. (laughs) Yes, but the handicap <laughs> system now takes that out for you.
0: Like if I know yeah. if they notice something where you shot twenty over your typical score, they're like, "We're not going to let him pad his stats for the member guest with this one."
1: Well, they don't even count. They only count your eight best now.
0: Yeah, eight out of eleven is... now. Well, I think that I mean it's kind of sounds like a great little card that we have this week, right? We have uh, Rom, we have Scheffler, we have Gim, we have Vegas, we have Hogue or Hog. Talking Hog. I think it's Oh Hog. I think it's Hog. We're gonna go with Hog because there's Tom Hoagie and that'll just get too, too yeah, uh, you know. Confusing I think I for me. think it
1: I think it is a Hog because if it was Hog, then I feel like they would talk about that a lot more. Yeah, that it's the same name. Oh yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, you're
0: true. And then a the last minute addition from Ball Street with Berger, a nice find, a, a primo pick right there for the Hobie card. We have Higgs as a top twenty. We have Fitzpatrick outright, and the winner to be decided by a playoff. I like that. Damn right. I, mean, I like that a lot. Boys, well, anything else that you have uh, for this tournament? Any, you know, advice, any wisdom, anything? Don't go overboard before the PGA. Big yeah. one next week.
1: I'm just going to say that. Yep. Second like major that. coming up next week. It's uh, the penultimate. I don't think you can say penultimate. This is like a series on TV, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just enjoy it. You know, it's ease into the next major.
0: Yeah. I'm a little bit sour about the next major. Obviously I love major golf, but I was actually supposed to attend one of the practice rounds for for the PGA Championship, and obviously that was canceled.
1: Wait, um, can you not?
0: Yeah, no, they, it, they canceled our tickets. But mm. silver lining, I will be playing Kiowa in September. So I will be watching intently next week to make nice. sure I can beat my uh, buddies, the hunks from college, if you will. Oh. So. The Electric City boys you Scranton. You, you betcha. You the Scranton <laughs> boys will be taking over the ocean course at some point. Well, I think we've said it all, fellas. As Howard Stern likes to say, it's been a pleasure being back on with all three of us. I love this. It's awesome to be back with the boys. We wish everyone good luck this week. I feel a winner coming. Please rate, like, subscribe. I think you can do that with podcasts. Follow us at wager underscore rager. Follow all of our handles. Pay attention. Listen up. We're pretty funny. Sometimes we're, we're factual too. So boys, thanks again for joining. Been a pleasure. Good That's practice, good get it, boys. Good, good practice
1: for the major next week. George Spieth <laughs> going fair. for go. George Speed going for the Grand Slam next week. Okay, so let's get a winner today. <laughs>
0: get a winner this week.
1: Uh, what a I way to sign up. It up!
0: All right, boys. Best of luck.